Welcome to A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. We share good news and godly wisdom to empower you to be salt and light in every season of life. In this episode, Doug shares how in dark times and places, we have the privilege of taking the lampshade off and declaring the miracle of Christ's advent. What better time to declare and share His coming than now? Doug encourages us to let our light shine in a world that desperately needs the light of the world. If you have any prayer requests, mail them to prayer at somebodycares.org. We would be honored to lift you up in prayer. After this episode, check out our show notes on your favorite streaming platform and visit a wordinseasonpodcast.org to download a free 30-day devotional that will encourage you to draw closer to the Lord. If you've gleaned anything from this podcast, consider paying it forward with a gift at somebodycares.org. Now let's join our host, Doug Stringer. Welcome to another Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. Bear with me for a moment because normally I wouldn't date this podcast by telling you when it's being recorded and when it's going to be initially aired. But with all this going on across our country and around the world, I thought it was important, especially during this Christmas and holiday season with so many going through difficulties, that we, the church, can be the light because the Word dwells amongst us and that we can be an example to those around us in the midst of all that they're going through, that they can find their faith, hope, and love, that can find joy in the midst of their difficulties. I know it it sounds like cliche, but it's a reality that we do have a joy and a strength beyond human comprehension. We have a peace that surpasses all human comprehension. We have a joy and a peace and a love that comes from God, even in the midst of what we're going through. And I believe that it's important for us as the church to give that hope, to let our light so shine in such a way that it draws others close to the Lord. And what a great opportunity, regardless of what you think about if Jesus was born on December 25th or Kislev 25 back all those 2,000 years ago, what we do know is that Jesus was born. And we do know that he is the light of the world and he is the word that dwells amongst us. And I think with that, we can hold on to the fact that people around the world are celebrating in some capacity this Christmas season. And it's important for us as the church to reflect Christ, especially right now when there's so much attention on Christmas. That being said, again, and I'm not saying that it's Christmas is December 25th, or some would say Kislev 25th, uh, which would be a different date in church history because of Hanukkah and other things that people try to collaborate and try to correlate. The point is that Jesus was born. Jesus is the word that dwells amongst us. And he is the light of the world. And right now, we need a whole lot of light and darkness, don't we? So I'm recording this podcast on December the 15th. And I just finished talking with some of our partner organizations and individuals, working the best they can and serving those who have been tragically affected by the tornadoes in the Quad State region, and especially in Kentucky. And uh, listening to their stories, listening to the things that are going on, the people's lives are just totally disrupted during this season when they should be enjoying preparing for family and Christmas and and enjoying this season, and yet they've lost everything. Some have lost their lives tragically in this historic 220-something mile-long tornado stretch that devastated parts of that region or parts of Kentucky and, of course, communities all over the four quad state area. We want to continue to pray for them, pray for those who lost loved ones, pray for those who've lost their homes, pray for those who've where their lives are totally disrupted. In fact, just last week, 
I was in the border of Texas. We were serving hot meals with our partner organization, Somebody Cares Partners in Roma, Bethel Mission, as well as serving the county sheriff's department and law enforcement, giving them hot meals, showing the appreciation that there are many who appreciate a very difficult time that law enforcement has in the community, especially with the crisis on the border and, of course, exasperated by pandemics and crime and so many other things. And so we were there trying to serve our partner organizations on the border. So there's so many people suffering right now when it should be a time of setting their focus on peace and joy and love and hope and expectation and family and friends. So would you continue to keep them on prayer and pray for those who have been affected by the tornadoes as well? And of course, so many tragedies around the world right now that it's hard to keep up with so much. It's just such an acceleration. The whole earth is groaning. There is uh, wars and rumors of wars. The nations are raging. People's hearts are failing them. And this is an opportunity for us as the church to truly be a city set on a hill and at the light of Christ shine in us to even those who may oppose us. And so I want to say that right now, just to continue to pray. So I want to go right into the message now. Light of the world, the word dwells amongst us. You know, recently I shared about Hanukkah and the miracle of the celebration of Hanukkah and where they only had enough oil for the lamp in the temple, only enough oil for a few hours or some say a full day, but it lasted for eight full days. And so they celebrate, it's called the Festival of Lights. They they celebrate this incredible moment of what the miracle that God had done there. And I think it's a great season for all of us, even as Christians, as we are celebrating or talking about Christmas and what Christmas is really about is about the birth of Christ. And many even in the Christian tradition around the world are going through a personal and intentional preparation for the birth of Jesus Christ through what's called Advent. And it's a time to remind us of the birth of Jesus, not only of his birth, but of the promise of his manifest presence and of the expectation of even his second coming. For many Christian communities, the Advent season begins on the fourth Sunday before Christmas. And so this year, Advent 2021 began on Sunday, November 28th, and will conclude on Friday, December the 24th. The four themes of Advent, according to an article by Jackson Greer on Focus on the Family Newsletter, says Advent is meant to be a time of hope, faith, joy, and peace. The Advent season reminds us that God sent His Son to this world so that we might have a relationship with Him. Yet, Jesus also suffers with us and helps us to navigate even through our pain. And what a great message that is right now when so many are suffering. He goes on to say, during Advent, Christians celebrate and reflect upon Jesus Christ's first coming, while at the same time, the church looks forward in eager anticipation to Christ's second coming. When Christians and families celebrate Advent, they unite in a generational tradition of celebration and anticipation of Jesus' second coming. That reminds me a lot of the similarities of how many in the Jewish tradition celebrate Hanukkah. It's this sense of what God, the miracle that God did in the temple for eight full days with only enough oil for a few hours or a day, and then they celebrate what God had done. And it's a celebration of the Festival of Lights, and the same would be true for many of us 
who were celebrating Advent or celebrating the birth of Jesus. And again, regardless of what day he was actually born, the fact that it was his first coming, hope coming into the world, the word that dwells amongst us, the light of the world in a time of darkness, and the world needs the light of Christ like never before. In fact, Dr. Danny Herrera says why Advent is important. He says, one day I called my daughter and she said, Dad, let's do something different today. And when you come home and go through the door, I'm going to jump and you'll catch me. That reminds me of sometimes when my daughter was a little girl and couldn't wait till I came home and just came and grabbed me and wrapped her legs around me. Daddy, daddy, daddy. That was my interjection to Dr. Danny Herrera's message. So let me go back to what he said. One day I called my daughter. She said, Dad, let's do the things different today. When you come home and go through the door, I'm going to jump and you'll catch me. As I hung up, he said, I was so excited to go home and experience this moment with her. Sure enough, as I walked through the door, she was in the air, and fortunately, I caught her. What an incredible moment for me, he said. I loved her anticipation of my arrival as her dad. She fully trusted I would catch her, and fortunately, I delivered. Have you ever been asked, why do Christians celebrate Advent? And he says, my question is, why wouldn't Christians celebrate Advent. You see, Advent reveals God's faithfulness in His promises. The world needs genuine hope as creation longs for Jesus' return. Advent helps us look beyond our current problems. Instead, we can focus on God's promises. Without Advent, we don't get the opportunity to consider the beginning and the end of our invitation on earth and the bigger invitation of being with Jesus forever. He says, in my private counseling practice, there was a significant increase in social anxiety, panic disorder, and depression. It's clear that we need Jesus. Through Advent, we can prepare our hearts for Jesus's eventual return. He goes on to say, in Advent 2021, is about anticipation. I love these different kinds of encouragements because truly this is a time for us to get perspective and focus. As those of you who get my newsletter, either digitally or our magazine digitally or uh, through mail, I was talking about it's a time to possess the land. You see, I wrote a book back in 1990 and started writing in 1980s called It's Time to Cross the Jordan. And later we updated over the years. But I really believe it's not just time to cross the Jordan, but it's time to possess the land. Yes, there's giants in the land. Yes, there's challenges along the way. But I believe it's a season for us in the midst of all that we've been through to possess the land that God has promised. To do that, we can't just look at where we've come from. Yes, we can see, but we can't live and camp in the past. We have to focus on the future with an expectation in God's promises that God will fulfill his promises. I love what the word says in John 8, 12. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you have the light. In other words, you have that which leads you. So you have the light or that leads you to life. John 8, 12. It says in 1 John 1, verse 5 through 7, it says, This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I want to pause for a second. Just read out of John chapter one. 
In verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. It goes on to talk about John's witness, John the Baptist, and, and declaring and focusing on the true light, which is it was Christ to come. And he talks about the Word had become flesh. You see, it's important for us to understand it, that in the beginning was the Word. And it goes on to say the Word was with God, and the Word was God. See, God gives us His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But more than that, we don't just find our salvation in this expectation of the coming of the Lord, because Advent, again, is also about anticipation. It's about coming, the first coming and the second coming of the Lord, the arrival. In fact, in dictionaries, it says Advent, it's the arrival of a notable person, a thing or an event. Well, for us as Christians, Advent is the expectation of the birth of Christ, and we've experienced that, and we see that, we've we've lived out as Christians because of that birth of Christ, that we live in this manifest presence, this constant manifest presence of a holy, holy, holy God. But also we have this expectation of the arrival of the second coming of the Lord. So Advent is a personal and intentional preparation, not only for recognizing the birth and remembering the birth of Christ, but it's also to us as Christians an expectation of the promise of the second coming of Christ. This is an exciting thing in time for us because God is the word and he loves us so much and he gave himself to us that we might live in his word, to know his word and to share his word and to be a witness of his light to a world that desperately needs the Lord. I want to revisit just for a moment 1 John uh, chapter 1 and verse 5 again. Because it says, this is the message what we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness can dwell. I think we need to look at that verse again and recognize that if we have this message and we've heard of the message from the Lord and the word declared to us is that God is light and in him is no darkness. That means in a world of difficulty, in a world that seems to be covered with darkness, that we have a moment now to take the lampshade off. We have this moment to declare the miracle of God, like in Hanukkah, like in the birth of Christ, like in joy to the world for the, the Lord has come. We have this joy. We have the light of the world living in us. It should radiate, radiate and permeate through us to those around us. So a little light in a dark room lights up the room. It may be a lot of darkness out there, but just a little bit of light that light of Christ in you, let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and bring glory to your Father in heaven, Matthew 5, 16. And you've heard me say that over and over because it's a pivotal scripture for us to be reminded that we can let the light of Christ shine through us in very practical ways, spiritual, physically, financially, relationally, let the light of Christ shine in and through us. Yes, we know that the light of the world has come. And Jesus said, if we follow him, that we don't have to walk in darkness because we have the light of him that leads us to life and who will guide others out of their darkness to life as well. I shared an article a few years ago, and I want to share just concluding in this message today as an encouragement to you. Be the word. Be the word. 
John 1, as I shared earlier, said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word of the Lord is right. It says in Psalm 33, 4 through 6, The Word of the Lord is right. All His work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Oh, how we need his word to move in such a powerful way in the midst of all the difficulties around us today. May we meditate on the word. I remember something that Charles Spurgeon said, a tattered Bible is evidence of a life that is not. Now, I know that just because your Bible's tattered and it's been read doesn't make your life completely in order and and living a life without problems. But I would say this, that if we stay in God's word to know the living word and to, to let the living word dwell in us and his light to shine through us, that the more we get into his word and know the living word uh, and the tattered Bible then does have significance because it will help us to get through the crooked paths of life, the challenges of life, the obstacles, of life, the circumstances or giants in the way at times in our lives. We have a hope and a promise beyond our circumstances. It says in Romans 12, 2 and Ephesians 5, 26, that we should meditate on the word because it renews, refreshes, and washes our minds. I love that. And then the word says that we should pray the word. I believe there's something powerful that we don't know what to say. We begin to pray scriptures, pray the word, just read it out as a prayer, declare it as a prayer. And then we need to learn to speak the word. Isaiah 55, 11 declares that we should speak the word. We need to declare the word. And then Acts chapter 6 uh, through chapter 8, talking about the spreading of the word. It's important for us to meditate on the word, pray his word, speak his word, because there's something powerful about the word of God that we might then begin to be a tangible expression of spreading the word of God around us. You see, the word does work. The Bible says the word is a seed that does not come back and it does not come back void. It is our word in season. It is the word of life. So we should meditate on the word to cleanse the mind. Pray the word, which is powerful. Speak the word over our lives and lives of those you're praying for and spread the word to be a tangible expression of God's love to those around you. John 1, 1 again, the word of God in the beginning was the word and the word is with God and the word was God. Luke 8, 11, the word of God is a seed. The seed is the word of God. The word of God is powerful. Hebrews 4, verse 12 uh, says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Proverbs 30 verse 5 says, every word of God is pure. It is a shield unto them that put their trust in the Lord. The word in season is this today, the word of life, Philippians 2 16. And the net Bible says this, by holding on to the word of life so that on the day of Christ, I will have a reason to boast that I do not run in vain nor labor in vain. The New Living Translation says it this way, hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. The spoken word again, the word never returns void. Isaiah 55 verse 9 through 12. New King James, uh, New King James version says it this way. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my eyes higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to 
to the eater. So shall my word, this is the Lord speaking, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth in his singing before you and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. I remember when I was a teenager, uh, Siddons made a statement that we, we should not be moved until our demands were heard. And this was back in the late 60s, early 70s. I know because of the zeal and at times arrogance of my youth, I had participated in some of them in, in schools and other sit-ins. Today, I have a far greater reason to say, I shall not be moved. No matter what trials or storms or winds of life comes our way, we can be unshakable when we build upon the right and solid foundations. Remember, meditate on the word, pray the word, speak the word, the word of life. The word of the Lord is right and all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Again, Psalm 33, 4 through 6. As I again ponder the season we're in and so many difficulties, darkness everywhere it seems, people's hearts overwhelmed. But this is our moment because the light of the world has come. And that light is Christ Jesus. It says the hope of glory, Christ in us. The world needs what you and I have. Yes, right now, we need the themes of Advent. We need the promise of remembering the great miracles that God has done and the great miracles God is doing and the great miracles God will continue to do because we have this time to share the hope, the faith, the joy, and the peace because light has come into the world and the word dwells amongst us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.